on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as yabbies bite your toes This boyhood story had to end Six after four. Good morning, everybody. Welcome along to your Sunday. This is High Tide. And as mentioned in the news, heading for a top of 24 in Sydney, looking at around about 25 in Brisbane. The forecast for Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay for today. Not a bad one. West to northwesterly winds, 10 to 15 knots below 0.5. The seas for offshore, northwesterly, 10 to 15 knots, turning westerly late in the evening, reaching up to about 20 knots offshore in the late evening. Seas below one metre, the swell southerly below a one metre, and the good forecast says mostly fine and sunny. Good morning, Alan Blake. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, lovely day for it. Yesterday was a beautiful day, and today is like a nice spring day, I think, coming up. It'll be mm. beautiful. Uh, spring has hit early, and we absolutely love it. Uh, Mr. Vidray, Mr. Vidray, uh, we did hear what you had to say about the, uh, what was it, the 24th, did you say, of August? 25th of 25th August. 25th of August. Look. Kieran's generally at court anyway, mate. I don't think you'll need to put it in his diary. Good morning, Kieran. How are you? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you say I've had plenty of court experience. Well, yes, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot deny that. You cannot deny it. So, Tony, I reckon you're, you're odds on, mate. You're odds on of him being there. So if you, you want to do a bit of time, get me to the front for you. See, it shows another example you need to stick around. I, I, I am not fame, Kieran. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you, a, we'll get you a, a bumper bar sticker, Tony. It says, hi, Tide, I am not Kieran. That's it. That's the one he wants. That's the one he wants. <laughs> How you been, mate? Al, I was just having a look through the, um, the afloat mag, and it reminded me of the yacht sharing and, you know, cruise boat shares. <clears throat> They say with the yacht share people, there's about seven syndications that operate in Sydney. That's correct, yeah. There's a lot of syndications where you can, and yacht share Pacific boating and things like that. And it's quite a good way to get into boating. Yeah, I think it's a good start. Well, you know, instead of, I mean, the boats are like 40 foot, 40 foot plus. Yes. So, you know, and they're well appointed. Uh, and I think that gives you an indicator. Would, would I like to do this? So you try it for a week or two weeks. Yes, yeah, so you can't sign up for a week yeah, or two weeks. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it was, it's interesting that you bring this up, Kieran, because I was actually talking with a guy last night who was contemplating getting a MV that way, and that you'd get one full week every three months for for your investment. Yeah. I got no idea what the investment was, but what sort of motor vehicle? Motor vessel. Oh, motor vessel. Motor vessel. Right. Now, what do you, what do you, how do you, like, what do you feel about it, Kieran? Do you reckon it's a worthwhile proposition? Well, it all depends whether, you know, what time you can get off and when you can get it off. And will it be available at that time? Yeah. Well, or they do allow you. I mean, 
it's no good everybody wanting to take the boat out at Christmas. Yeah, they did say you can swap it round. What do you think, Blakey? Like, you you mentioned just then that you felt it was a good way of people getting into the... Have you worked in this industry? No. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it horrible when those pop-ups come? Yeah, no. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Look, uh, it suits people, Mm. you know, uh, if they're not worried about exactly when they're going to use it or what there is to it, because everyone's New Year's Eve and Easter and things like that. But look, it's a way of getting into boating. Mm. And uh, there's a market for it. Uh, Mercury's getting into it big time with their, with their timeshare. And the thing that was pointed out to me, which, you know, I, I hadn't taken into, you know, calculation was you, you, you front up at the wharf, you grab the boat, you go out, you spend your week, you come back. You drop the, drop it back at the wharf. Somebody else does all the maintenance. Somebody else does all, all of that. But there is a cost involved. There's a cost involved. Right. Yeah, and sure, that, you pay for that, but that, you that still cost, have none of the drownings. Yeah. That cost ranges from about 1500 a month on the bottom line. Yeah. It's probably a minimum of about 100000 to get into anything around about 30 to 40 foot. Yeah. You know, so if you've got that money spare, it's right to test it. Otherwise, you know, some of those yachts that you can climb on board are worth about a million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the appointments of, of, on those particular craft is uh, exceptional. I, I've had a look during the week. And, I was... you can, and you can, they will supply a skipper for you. Yeah, that's right. It's, all, it's cost involved in there, but I was looking uh, the other day, with Sunday, there's a lot of red yachts up there, and it's a 44 or 45 footer. Uh, per day is $1,840. So if you put eight people on there, it's not too bad, but if it's just a husband and wife, it gets a bit expensive. It's a bit hexy, (laughs) yeah. yeah. But most of the people heading up there aren't going to be the husband and... Well, I suppose there'd be a few, uh, but I I dare say it would be the groups of people that are all going to go up there. And I I think on the Whitsundays and in areas of the Mediterranean, you have to have certification too to be no? no, 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 no. You don't even need a license to go up there in highway, but they'll give you training and things like that. But you know, there's no license, yeah. no certification. Oh, I, I, maybe I could be I'm some, talking, yeah. no, not up here. There's not no. Yeah, I read somewhere. Um, some I'll have to check check that out. But I definitely read somewhere that it, it was a requirement. So that's interesting. If you, if you don't, I mean, and what do you feel about that, Blakey? Like you know, people have got. You know, anything that can go over 10 knots, they've got yeah, to have... but a... they don't do more than 10 knots, so... No. But still, does that, does that mean sail... they can't cause damage? Well, no, they can cause damage. We're not allowed to sail during the day. There's all sorts of rules and regulations on yeah. it. But, uh, look, it's a burgeoning industry. It, it goes well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people own them and put them up there on charter. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's big business. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people stay up, sail up there and couldn't be bothered bashing back into the uh, Southerlies and sell them up there, so you can get some good prices out of the <laughs> Sundays too. Don't worry, I've been looking. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear. What? Oh, Mister. They're a little bit. There's a little bit more required to steering one of those than just a, you know, a, a little timber runabout in pit water. Yeah, yeah. By the way, no one's done the tide yet for today, have they? No. Yeah, 5.54. 5.54 this morning will be high tide, 1.27 at Fort Denison. That's in Sydney Harbour, for those that don't know. 11.26 will be the low tide. The bottom of the tide will be 0.55. And the next high will be at 9 minutes past 6 tonight. At And all we'll see, we must be getting near the full moon, 1.85. Okay, there you go. Well done. You got that right. <laughs> I was waiting for the mark, <laughs> Professor. Right, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I'll a worry. Me more than you. <laughs>
that's all right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it'll be time to get yourself organised for a bit of fishing. Yes, the weather's the warming up. Everyone, was, everyone down here has walked around his shorts yesterday. They're enjoying themselves. I had the shirt off yesterday. Oh. I was only in the only in the shorts. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Oh, good on you, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> now we had a day out with the boss on the boat, Kieran. Oh well, yep. Her inaugural run. Yeah, I'll it. leave that alone. Hmm. Yeah, he's renamed it the Love Boat. Just in case she's listening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she does too on podcast. We'll take a quick break, come back and talk some fishing on the other side of this 14 minutes after. Hang four. on, hang on. Talking there... sport. So I managed to work out how to listen to you fellas when I was over, oh, over really? in Malaysia. So good to come back at 3 o'clock and listen to Tungsy's one liners. Happy pronouncing the names of all those boys that I couldn't even half get my tongue around. Graham explaining all the complicated rules in layman's terms, and then of course Robbo. <laughs> if Tigers don't win, he always takes his happy pills before he comes on. Weekdays from three. I'll be saying, what on earth is the world coming to? An Aussie in charge with Tottenham Hotspur. And it's not any club. We are talking Tottenham, Tottenham. Hotspur. This is 2SM. So I got invited out to watch the State Origin. Mate, you wouldn't believe it. Now, I've been kicked out a few pubs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this bloke shut the pub down at 9.30. As soon as the game was over, he kicked everybody out. Absolutely <laughs> classic. Queensland are the biggest certainties to ever go around oh, in a football okay. game next game. The biggest certainties yeah. in origin history. Biggest, biggest certainties to ever go around in a region. Wow. Talking sport, weekdays from three. All aboard, Sydney. Hi, it's ET. Join me at the Sydney International Boat Show. Compare hundreds of boats, the latest gear and show specials. It's the ultimate marine showcase. August 3 to 6 at Darling Harbour. Tickets on sale now at sydneyboatshow.com.au. This is Bruno driving to the footy. Oh. And this is his cheap insurer reading the policy fine print. Clause 9D of your car insurance says you're not covered for thingamabobs. Thingamabobbed at claim time? Beware bargain insurance regret, Bruno. Choose Amy instead. Who pays out over 99% of motor claims? Amy does. Lucky you're with Amy. Acceptance rate for the 12 months up to 30 September 2022. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the TMD and PDS at amy.com.au and consider if it's right for you. Hi, Timmy Manor here. If rising electricity and gas costs are on your mind, give our friends at Red Energy a call today. The Aussie-based team will give you a no-obligation energy bill comparison and have been voted Australia's most trusted electricity provider by CanStar Blue for the third consecutive year. So call Red today on 131 806 and tell them I sent you. Red Energy. Now that's real Aussie energy. Eligibility criteria and conditions apply. G'day, it's old rivals Ben Hennett and Josh Morris. At Coach, you can hire whatever you want for the job, like a floor grinder. Or a floor stripper, Hey. Eh? Or a road saw. <laughs> or an excavator. Or even a power drill. <laughs> what is that? Okay, Josh, you won this round. Hire any equipment for any job. Visit your nearest Coates or Bunnings Warehouse. Coats, equipped for anything. Beaumont's want you to be able to afford your dream space, so they created Beaumont Max. Their maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Tiles under 20 and subways from under 30 bucks. Choose Beaumont Max today. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Well, welcome back to High Tide. Now it's time to head down the coast and catch up with the man from Pro Lua Australia. Greg Reed, good morning. How are you? Oh, very good morning, Grant and listeners. And Blakey, how are we today? We're very good. How's some fishing been down in beautiful Joyvis Bay? Um, interesting, to say the least. I can find them, but if you think I can get them to open their jaws this week, it was a bit of a mission. Oh, okay. Moon in the sky, cold water. I know you can come up with all the theories you want, but I've just been playing around in the estuaries again. Um, been playing around in Carambine Creek, which leads up from Huskisson. So um, been trolling for flatties, been fishing for luderick, um, been throwing lures around for brim and Trevally and Whiting and then I can and the and the day you don't like I look I'm not the best person at creating content I to be honest I, I it frustrates the hell out of me having to fish with a camera on my head or on my chest and that's why I don't regularly do it but I wish I had a camera the other day because some of the stuff that we we come across is you know like an 83 centimeter flathead just sitting there in a meter oh. and literally, <laughs> literally trolling over the top of it and and just looking down and going, oh, yeah, that one's pretty big, and bounce the lure over its head, nothing, nah, cast the lure back and stop it right in front of its mouth, like less than six inches away from its mouth. And, like, we're, we're talking crystal clear water, nah, get another lure out and dong it on its head, nah, doesn't want to move, is it alive? <laughs> is it alive? <laughs> Let's go up to it and poke it between the eyes, and then it's shot off. But, <laughs> I think it reinforced it reinforced one thing is that when the fish are facing the opposite way to the current, they're not interested in eating. And when they're facing the opposite way to the current, the moon's in the sky during the day, they're definitely not interested in eating. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some big ones around in the lower reaches, but uh, look, we managed to feed a flathead and a feed a blackfish again for the week, which is which is all right. I think I converted birdie to the weed fly phenomenon as well. Um, for anyone fishing for luterate, you don't need to source weed. You just go out and buy bright chartreuse green weed flies, you know, pretend you're fly fishing for a second, except you just stick them on the end of a float um, with a little bit of split shot on them to get them down and, and rub them in a bit of seaweed or rub a bit of S-factor on them, and, um, and um, they do the same thing. So another one's converted. So, look, the estuaries have been a bit like, oh, certainly around Husky anyway, a little bit. And... A little bit slow. Um, the basin, by all reports, same again. Not going to touch the basin now till, oh, personally, to probably about the first week in September, unless we get a real warm patch in August. Um, so the bottom reaches are a bit slow, but some bigger salmon schools have shown up on the beaches, um, beaches south of Jervis Bay, some of those better sort of 60-centimetre fish, big fat things. So it looks like some of them have swum a bit north of Batemans Bay. Um, there's a few tailor mixed in with them as well. Um, if you're walking around Jervis Bay itself, just pick those areas where the rock interfaces with the sand, and those areas during your low, low light periods particularly should produce fish on both bait, um, bait and lure. Um, tuna guys offshore have um, found a smattering of yellowfin still sort of hanging around a little bit to the south of us this week. Um, weather conditions should be all right for this weekend. I think the high sitting over the top of us at the moment, which we're going to get nor'westers, and I think the nor'wester will come up enough to be just a bit uncomfortable at sea for those of us who like calm, glassed-out conditions. Um, 
but the hardcore will sort of battle it out into it. It wouldn't surprise me if we get 20 knot gusts on the weekend, um, but it should start out pretty calm. Uh, well, it is pretty calm at the moment. Um, kings have really thinned out. If you're coming down chasing kingfish, well, it's pretty thin on the ground from all reports. But, um, you know, look, plenty of Ludric and, and drummer and even Reddy's in the wash. But, um, yeah, all in all, look, it's looking like a we've got another, what, another, looks like at least another week of really good weather. I wouldn't mind betting on the long-range forecast. We will have an inkling of an East Coast low maybe from next Sunday onwards, but we'll be able to update that probably next Friday and get some better guidance on that. But we're looking like a bit of a dip coming. So, uh, fingers crossed, we could actually do with some rain now. We can, and we can't <laughs> complain, can we? I mean, it's just been absolutely amazing the last few days. Oh. Mate, it was 21 degrees in the garden this week, and I'll tell you what, the beetroots are reaching for the sky. So. <laughs> I, still got, I, still got basil. I still got basil from last season in the ground. I still got snow peas um, in the ground from last season. So, yeah, it's kind of cold nights, but the days have just been just divine, you know. It's a, it's a myth that the south coast is cold and wet all the time. Although we should probably try and perpetrate that sometime, shouldn't we? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the that's the northern beaches attitude. We don't want public transport up here. That'll bring people here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. But, Greg, I think it depends how close to the coast you are. If you're back over the hinterland a little bit, it's much colder than being close to the blue stuff. Yeah, you're 100%. Like, even sort of um, 10, 10, 15 k's inland. Basically, the... The, the Princess Highway is the demarcation zone. So anyone west of that, which is only 25 k's from, you know, Jervis Bay, um, they're still getting frosts. So, yes. yeah, we're just, yeah, absolutely right there, Al. So we're, it's a bit of a blessing there. We um, we get, we're still getting nor'east sea breezes um, during the week. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, Greg, you you got a little job to do later on this week, haven't you? Ah, uh, yeah, I do. Yep, yeah, yep. Well, catch, all the, catch all at the boat show. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about flathead on top water again, skinny water flathead, and and finding them in really shallow water, like we did during the week, getting them to bite. Well, that's another thing. But coming into spring, <laughs> coming into spring, by the end of by the time I sort of give you a few tips on the um through the talk at the boat show, and then you carried that on into spring, totally different, um, totally different kettle of fish. Pardon the pun, because springtime the bite gets very aggressive, and that's when. That's when I'll switch back to actually actively targeting fish um, on top water. But, um, but it's ed- interesting you comment before that if the flathead's facing away from the current, they're not going to eat. They don't eat. Yeah, simple. Yeah. They've been feeding at night time on the yes. run out or at some other period on the run out, and it's had a big feed and it's resting up. And, it, look, to be honest, Al, we still don't know in terms of dusky flathead um, whether these big ones hibernate or not, but I've I, I got a sneaking suspicion they're reading at night because they're in still the majority of the fish I've seen over the last month, particularly, you know, just spooking them in the shallows. They're in really good nick. So yeah, um, they're just not feeding at the times that we want them to. <laughs> but I know no, looking forward to that. Stoked to uh, connect with the crew again. So uh, yeah, come on down to uh, Sydney International Boat Show, get down the fishing stage and um, come and say good day. I'm going to need a really big notepad, aren't I, for taking all these notes. <laughs> all right, you just stick a lure on the end of your rod, mate, and go out and jiggle it around the water. And all you got to remember is no wobble, no gobble. <laughs> Greg, he's going to got to find his rod first, normally. Oh, yeah, right. No, so come, down and have, have a look at, come down and have a look at what we've got, Grant. And um, 
we'll sort you out. We'll point you in the right direction and we'll we'll get you putting regular feeds of fish on the table. I'll be definitely there. You can guarantee that. I can't wait. That's that's probably outside some of the sailboats. That's one of the biggest attractions to me, the stage there. There's so much free information available that why wouldn't you sit there and go through, a, take the lecture pad and just scribble stuff down? That's, that's my it. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great, you know. And we can we can all get caught up in the sport fishing aspect of it because it is really good. Like it is a, I think it's a good goal to set to chase a big a big dusky flathead anyway. But at the end of the day, too, like the whole lure fishing caper caper is actually a very viable. I find it's a very viable, deadly, more efficient way to actually secure a feed on a regular basis. And yeah. you know, when you're talking about you know, like um, tempura fried or even just flathead and flounder and blackfish in Himalayan rock salt and a bit of butter on a bed of sushi rice with some fresh coriander and basil from the garden and drizzle a bit of soy on top of it. Oh, mate. That's Love it. it. I, I, I've oh, had enough This now, is breakfast yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna yeah. Get, I'm going to get Kieran to ban anybody talking about delicious tasting food, oh. delicious tasting recipes at this time of the morning. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it's so good and let alone, let alone you know australian salmon and 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 taylor in the smoker yes you know, like yeah. it's it's people right off go oh, salmon it's cat food no you don't know how to cook yeah you're missing out <laughs> yeah. yeah and no it's cat food bring it all over to me yeah and bring it over in my me. fridge yeah. and we all yeah. fine yeah <laughs> it's beautiful stuff if you know what you're doing it's oh. and it's not difficult but anyway Come down, I'll teach you how to catch them. Good on you. Enjoy okay. yourself out at the show. We'll look forward to catching yeah. up with hang you. On, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Pro Lewis. I'm hoping Heathy, um, Heath, who's the, the, let's call him the creative director, is going to dump. He's going to dump. He's going to drop something just before the boat show and before Ooh. after. We, we've got something pretty good this time come around again, and we, we need to claim it, and hopefully no one else is sort of thinking along the same lines of us and going to drop it at after, which is the, the, the trade tackle show up on the Gold Coast at yep. the same time. So, yeah, watch this space for this week. Um, uh, we could see another one uh, dropped out there, which um, is pretty exciting. I'm feeling okay. a bit like uh, Big Kev at the moment. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. See you, Greg. All right. Have a great weekend. Greg right. Reid brought to Talk us by... tonight with Gary Stewart. Premier Daniel Andrews confirmed the decision today, saying the cost of hosting has blown out by billions of dollars. He said, I will not take money out of hospitals and schools in order to fund an event that is three times the cost as estimated and budgeted for last year. Talk tonight has Sydney talking. And I think that, you know, he's got a point because, I mean, you know, Australia, not just Victoria, but Australia is not a bottomless pit mm. of money. Australia is a very, very generous country and we give so much money overseas and stuff, but, I mean, we've got, you know, quite a few problems in our own backyard to look at, you know. Gary Stewart, do you think the Commonwealth Games is that important? In the sporting world, probably not. But for Australian athletes, it's certainly a worthy thing. Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8pm. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all, connecting you to what really matters, to the issues you care about, to the debate you want to be part of. 
This is Radio 2SM. G'day, Merv Hughes here. New Farm's been there for Aussie growers for 100 years. Through prosperity and heartache, drought and flame, through the unprecedented and through innovation. New Farm's high-quality crop protection products are formulated right here in Australia because Aussie growers are tougher together through choosing Australian. New Farm understands local conditions and the importance for Aussie growers to have the right products at the right time. New Farm, Australian through and through. To learn more, visit newfarm.com.au. If you want to learn how to light up your career in an electrical trade or organise the office in admin, MEGT can connect you with thousands of employers Australia-wide. Earn while you learn with the number one experts in apprenticeship and traineeships. With a dedicated accounts team in every state, MEGT supports you from start to finish. Find your me with MEGT and visit megt.com.au forward slash jobs. Hot, hot body you've ever seen Ring comes on steady, hot and strong It just keeps on and on Ream's been proudly manufacturing here in Australia for over 80 years Install a ream Install a ream So ask your plumber for Ream, Australia's number one 2SM has Sydney talking more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 29 minutes away from five here on High Tide. Time to continue looking at uh, fishing down the south coast. And Ross O'Brien's joining us. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. You're a little bit warmer today than you were yesterday. Oh, mate, yeah. Now, we had a, a beautiful day yesterday. It was magnificent. Did right you, did... up and all. About seven, eight o'clock at night. Did the kids win at soccer yesterday? <coughs> Mate. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That's what I was saying no, yesterday. Go on. They, they let me down, mate. Oh, it's not a case. Look, as long as they're out there enjoying themselves. As I said yesterday, um, my middle grandson, they lost their first yeah. game last year in two and a half years. He'd never suffered a loss before. Yeah, you got and there was tears and all sorts of things. Yeah. Hey, boy, get used to it. <laughs> You're not going to win ever again in life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, our blokes even when they get knocked off, they still enjoy it. Yeah, I think they worry more about the after party than they worry about playing soccer. Oh, you go, go, yeah, yeah, you go to Maccas yeah, and they, places like that. Yeah, yeah or whatever they go, I, I pull the pin after that. Yeah. I, I suppose think, that's uh, junior football representing senior football, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, don't worry, some of the big kids cry as well. Uh, was there a ridiculous score in the football last night? Did I see somewhere the Broncos? What did they? No, no, they didn't play last night. Didn't they play? Uh, man, Boots and George. Oh, I can forget the last name. Uh, Roscoe, it's a balmy 15.4 degrees down at Port Kembla. Yeah, mate. No, we had a wonderful, wonderful day yesterday. And, uh, and uh, like I was saying before to uh, your old mate there, I, um, I, I didn't get the fire on about half past seven. It was beautiful. <laughs> but uh, like he said, it did get cool, in the, you know, when I uh, let the dog out about. 10 o'clock, I thought I'm not going out there again. So, uh, yeah, it did, did hit us late. But uh, we just had an absolutely beautiful day. 
a gown on what I've heard from you blokes this morning. You've had the same up there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Today's yeah. supposed to be 25 degrees out, out west. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a drive up to the old the new bridge, or it's new now. Not new now, but I've never been across the new bridge. Um, I've only ever seen it from the ocean side, you know. So uh, I'm, Mother and I are hopping in the galaxy and we'll put the roof down and we'll go for a drive up there, mate. Beautiful. And it'll be a nice nice day, nice day. Um, if I was fishing, though, I'd keep my eye on this Norwesterly. They've got it going uh, Norwesterly 15 to 20, turning westerly in the late afternoon, winds reaching up to 30 knots offshore in the late evening. So, um, yeah, get out there now and just, you know, uh, be, be wise to what they've said there because uh, in a smaller boat, the Norwesterlies are a shocker. Um, what have we got at the moment? We've uh, got a high tide at 5.54. Yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good run there. Yeah, so say so two, two hours before, morning. two hours after. Uh, you've got, at the moment, you've got a gust of 10 knots, so that's not too bad at all. Um, but do keep an eye on it. If it does pick up a bit earlier, it can get nasty for the smaller boats. Now listen, um, while i got you guys, I just want to add something to what Reedy had to say. When he's talking about yeah. fishing in the shallows this time of the year, some of the species, apart from the flathead being in the very shallow water, like about a foot deep, You'll find flounder, tailor, and whiting. That's they right. like to get a bit of warmth of water. And even the pelagics like to get up on top of the water. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got a, I got a phone call off an old customer of mine that said, you still don't like the plastic. So I said, no. Nah. He said, well, how come you use them when you chase them? Marlin. I said, because it's easier than dragging a big kingfish behind you. So, yeah, I still use plastics, but on low arm plastics, really. But I still use lures when he finds going out chasing big stuff, um, marlin, etc. But I prefer bait. There, I've said me bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just yeah, whatever funny, works yeah. for you, you know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But no, we we. You know, we, we tried plastics on the boat. A lot of guys used to bring plastics on. And after they put their 15th uh, plastic on because the jackets have been biting them off, they uh, they give it away. It's a bit expensive, I think. How much of them things? Depends on which they ones you get. There. Yeah, but they get, oh, yeah. yeah. But how much does bait cost you too? Well, that, well we used to get all, catch our own bait as we were going out, so... Yeah. Um, you know, we always had a couple of tonne of prawns on board in case we didn't get any fish, we could have the food. uh... (laughs) Ross, there's a saying in surfing, and I think the same applies here in fishing too, that there are are a lot of different ways to surf. If you're smiling, you're doing it right. That's right. That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I I, I give credit to these guys with the plastic because when they first come out, everyone was like me, but they've... um, They've turned that around, and they're, and they're getting good fish in that. But <coughs> it's just one of those things with me, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I've I've never had a great deal of success with, with the smaller stuff, and uh, I, I'd rather stick to my baits. Like I said before, particularly if you're using prawns, you can always get a feed if you don't get any fish. You know, just buy fresh prawns. But, uh, yeah, but every man, what's, it, what's the saying? One man's meat's another man's poison? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I am. But, uh, you know, even throwing from the shore, I use, uh, use baits. With balloon on them sometimes, you know. Not allowed to use baits. balloons unless they're biodegradable now, Roscoe. Plastics into the water? Uh, when the... <laughs> no, that's true. That's uh, a drive through Parliament or what? No, well, the problem is, like, you know, a lot of places, especially up north, if you're putting balloons out there and it breaks, or something, the turtles are going to eat it and it's not good for them. You know, I'm not trying to be, be a smarty with this, but, you know, you, you've got to get stuff that's biodegradable. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can see that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, and, you, know, so, you can get biodegradable balloons and things like that, but you just can't go and get normal ones and use things like that. Yeah. And I've got no doubt they'll be four times the cost. Oh, well, no, but it's not, you're not for marine use. <laughs> you don't buy them at the tackle shop. You don't buy them at the balloon shop. But yeah, biodegradable stuff, that's the way. Or a little bit of balsa or don't use cool light or anything like that that doesn't So, so you say don't go to Whitworth this afternoon and ask for some balloons. Whitworth don't sell them anyway. They're boating supplies. They're not fishing gear. <laughs> Covered that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, by the way, you don't want to use off plastic, but you use a balloon, isn't it? The same thing. Uh, no, because you've still got a weight mat down on the bottom, and you've got a, a piece of meat on there. Oh, okay. You know, not not all fish. I'm sure not all fish are vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> I've never never studied it at all, but I reckon there's a lot of. Uh, non-vegetarian fish down there. Okay. No, I'm That's saying, only this, man. I think beetles eat uh, beetles. Hey, I've got a question for you three guys. Yeah, a mate. fish swallows a big soft plastic, okay, and he's not caught, yeah. and he swims away. How long will that plastic lure remain in his belly? Well, the the new ones are all biodegradable, Kieran. Okay, so... It will break up, and but how long would that take before he feels hungry again? Don't know. Don't know. Uh, Normally, yeah, a fish, one. it's not a case of feeling hungry. If it's there, they'll eat it if they're in a f- <laughs> eating mood. But as Greg Reid was saying, like in a flathead, when they're turned around uh, with uh, facing yeah. away from the current, they're not eating. So it doesn't matter well, that's whether right, they're hungry they or not. They get what's coming past in the current. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Play hard, done good there, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played hard, done good. Well, Roscoe, yeah. those those painted crayfish you get up north, like the painted lobsters, they're yeah. actually a vegetarian. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't they, taste they... like it. <laughs> <laughs> they're not as good as a meat-eating ones, trust me. No, they are. But they're normally a vegetarian oh, like, type thing. Yeah, well, yeah, like my and they own, catch my them over mate. W. They catch them over in WA with uh, such things as cut pumpkin, potato, and celery. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're easy yeah. to, easier to find than so the meat ones. So it doesn't show all vegetarians are smart. Yeah. So they're easier to find than the meat ones too because you just look for the little farms they've got set up with potatoes and carrots growing uh, in. How do, you know, how do you know if there's a vegetarian in the room? Don't normally tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, see what happens? Kieran goes up north and somebody else picks up the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Kieran taught me that one. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a it does sound like a Kieran statement, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. So, are you getting well, dressed to go to court the twenty fifth of August, Kieran, or are you just going normally? I'll, I'll, I'll turn up just like I am this morning. <laughs> That's frightening. Tony, run, run, <laughs> run. Fancy using Kieran as, as a character <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> What was the guy's name who told you to buy the monoculus? Can't remember. Cannot remember. <laughs> Cannot remember. Uh, all right, fish and wise, mate. Um, all the standard uh, fairs of this time of the year are around. Everyone seems to be getting a good feed. That's been a bit of a struggle yesterday. Um, but all the regular guys had decent fish. Not a great deal of them, but uh, they had some fish. So good feed for the, the mother and the family, so... Not too bad at all. Um, this West Norwest, it can, uh, sorry, this Nor Norwest um, can get a bit spiky a bit after 12. So I'd get out and get early, and usually that comes in around lunchtime or 12 o'clock, and uh, yeah, it can cause a bit of havoc for the smaller boats. So just be careful, keep that in the back of your mind. Is, um, it, can, it gets very sloppy in the Norwester, um, very uncomfortable. But uh, always Minamara, mate. It's virtually protected nearly in every wind because there's always a corner or a bend you can go to. Uh, I know I push it a bit, but it is um, it is a good safe area for taking kids, uh, teaching them how to fish, and you get a feed, you know, along the way. So I'd recommend that to anyone that's a bit hesitant about going out in the ocean. Definitely uh, Minamara, all the way from the entrance right up to the top turn, um, past the uh, railway line. And there's always a railway line, you know, but be prepared to lose some of your plastic there because uh, the brim, the bigger brim, run right around the pylon and snap you off. And that's half the fun of it, trying to keep them away from the pylon. Um, so, you know, the bigger boats, they get good stuff out wide. Around 60 fathom again yesterday, they got some good flathead. They got uh, some nice snapper in uh, near Mount Fuji. Um, and further up off Bass Point, the same deal. Uh, there's some nice snapper not far from the point itself. Um Line up the point and go straight out to sea. You hit the eye on your sounder and you'll find a little hole. There was some nice fish in it. Um, on, the, on the gantry, mate, they're, they're getting all sorts of stuff down there. They're, they're getting big flutter. They're getting um, snapper. They're getting pig fish. Um, they're getting uh, odd... Uh, again, it's gone. Anyway, they're getting them. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I think today will be the same, but just watch that nor'easter, uh, nor'west, sorry, because it does, it's very, very sloppy in the nor'west. It'll be the same up there, wouldn't it, boys? Yeah, 
It's not too bad. I don't mind a nor'wester up here. You're getting close. You can have a good day out there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah but, you know, if you're in place, if you're worried, stick to that. Bombo's good. Um, the island of the front of Minamara, uh, Stack Island, um, it's it's not too bad. There's another another one. There, there was a ship that runs run a line, uh, uh, run the ground off uh, what we call Stack Island. I can't remember its true name on the chart now, um, but the reason it was given the name Stack Island is because that boat's run. Okay. <laughs> That's where they come there. Yeah. So, okay, Roscoe, we're going to have to love you and leave you. Not a problem, but, you know, get out there. You'll get a bit of time before it worries you too much, but if you... Not not happy with it? Don't go. Roscoe. All right, gentlemen. Rangoon Island. Yeah, that's his real name. That's right. That's it. Yeah, Stack Island. Nickname Stack Island when boats stuck off. Eighteen seventy shipwreck. Yes. Yes. And if you do head out head out on uh, Minamurra. Uh, or anywhere around, please go over and say hello to Ross. We'll be sitting there with his soft plastics doing a bit of fishing later on today. You have a good one, bud. <laughs> See ya, Ross. I'll be in the galaxy. That's where I'll be. <laughs> See ya. 14 minutes away from five. 2SM has Sydney talking. Wake up with Richard King. In your opinion, big business with price gouging is responsible for the inflation we're experiencing at the moment, Kevin. If all those people were just a little bit less greedy, how much better off would we be? Then from 9am, the king of talkback radio, John Laws. I think you're an idiot. You're a stubborn fool. <laughs> right, okay. I just thought I'd give you something to think about. Okay, well, it has. It's uh, got me thinking about stubborn fools that make stupid statements, and you're one of them. Afternoons with Brent Bolsitude. What he needs to do, though, I believe, as the Prime Minister, is own up and say, look, I can't deliver on this promise. Talking sports. Weekdays from three. Happy. I know, I'm just saying. We're not talking about a pup here. He's been around for donkeys. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. They've been screaming out for help here. State government's not listening. Neither is the local council. 2SM has Sydney talking. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call 07 
56198198. All aboard, Sydney. Hi, it's ET. Join me at the Sydney International Boat Show. Compare hundreds of boats, the latest gear and show specials. It's the ultimate marine showcase. August 3 to 6 at Darling Harbour. Tickets on sale now at sydneyboatshow.com.au. Here's why renting a car from Bargain Car Rentals is such a bargain. Best prices guaranteed. No hidden fees and no fees for drivers under 25, offering unlimited kilometres and locations everywhere. Bargain Car Rentals Australia. Now that's a bargain. Visit bargaincarrentals.com.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Ten minutes away from five here on High Tide. Bobby Dean, good morning. How are we, gentlemen? We're not bad. Yeah, and you're talking about them soft plastic. They're not biodegradable. Are they? No. Oh, mate, I've had them. Uh-oh, I dropped some out the and 12 months later they were still there. Be warned, Bobby, he is Googling. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, that's a squeaky paddle tails. Yeah. Um, your, your, your power bait, like floating salmon row on that. Mate, I've dropped them on the bank and three weeks later they're still sitting there just dehydrated. Yep. Uh, and I know we've caught trout with quite a few of them in them. And uh, they just come through their system and they're untouched. So, well, anyway, that's that's the guy there. But uh, I'll just have a quick look at the dam levels yesterday. We've got Yukamine at 63, Jindamine 75, Tentagra 33, Jindamine and Tentagra both dropping. Caton at 92, Keep it's 98 and going up. Split Rock Fall, Windermere's at 97, Barranjuk 94. Barrandong 96, Browning 91, Wyangala 97, Bindari 84. So that, that covers pretty much the state. Most of them have got some decent water in them. Yeah, until like, uh, they go a bit crazy with these so-called releases. Mm. Yeah, considering most of these dams are put in for irrigation. Yeah, and yeah. putting crazy flows down the river, that's, that's not environmentally friendly. There you go. Yep. The, the the Z-Man lures are biodegradable. Some A lot of them aren't, but yeah, there is more and more biodegradable now. Yeah, I think uh, they say should be. Yes. But, uh, you know, there's so many plastics now. You know, you've got things like leather jackets and that. Like anybody will tell you when there's any leather jackets and plastics, mate, you end up with a bare hook pretty quick. Yeah. So... Um, but, you know, they are an extremely effective method. One of my mates, Louie, on Friday got his first flathead on the plastic. He's been trying for a while. So he's pretty stoked. But, uh, yeah, there's some, you know, Thompson's Creek fishing up and down. But the blokes seem to know they're doing well. But see, the, the fish are in spawn mode up there, and they can be a right proper pain. 
um, some blokes have been using the glow bug type flies and doing okay. And, you know, other blokes should catch them after dark on fly. Well, uh, Lyle, a lot of small fish in Lyle, same as wind, uh, uh, Willarawing. And uh, Oberon, again, just the odd fish. Unfortunately, they haven't stocked Oberon with brown trout for years, which is a shame. It used to be a great fishery for browns, like Lyle. Uh, you convene is probably the pick of the snowy mountains because it's actually rising and the others are dropping and there's been some nice rainbows and browns. So that now, that bodes well and the fish are in extremely good condition. So, yeah, that's, that's great to see. And you can mean it's a pretty easy lake to fish. Sure down, sure down. We'll be using mud eyes as a power bait or worms. This time of year, worms are as good a bait as any. And yeah, you don't have to chuck them out 100 yards, just 10, 15 metres from the shore. Just a little bit of slack, we'll pick it up and take it down. One time they feel something wrong with it, they've got it. If they're so, going to bite, they're going to bite. Hey? If they're going to bite, they're going to bite. Yeah, just you know, with worms, I tend to fish you. Yeah. Early morning, late afternoon, evening. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've done extremely well down there like that. So, uh, it's, it's not a bad style. You can put a couple of lines out, sit back, have a party or, or a beer or both. You know, that's a secret. It's not, you know, have kids running up and down the bank like idiots. You know? They like running up and down the banks. Yeah, well, he put the rod somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Got to share the beach. Well, yeah. You send the kids up the hill. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> You're sounding like Kieran. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, you didn't make the mistake of having any, mate. Can you just go up to the car and grab that esky for me? But, Dad, you left the car at home. Now you get my point. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll go along with that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Nah, look, it's an easy style of fishing, yeah. Right with the power bait for kids, it's so easy. Yeah, you can go down there, yeah, in the morning, fish till lunchtime, and if the fish are on, you'll catch a few fish, you know. The thing is, I just, we use a longish leader and meter, meter two, and put enough to float it up the bottom. Don't use big heavy hooks. And just a bit of slack line by the time uh, it comes up tight, they've got it right down the consoles. Yeah, and that's an easy style for the kids. Yeah. Especially when they're younger. Once you've got them hooked, they're, they're, they're it. They're gone for life, right? Eh? Yeah. Is that the fish or the kids? Both. Both. <laughs> yeah, it's like that one, what did you say? I'd give a man a fish he eats for a day, teach a man fish he's got all weekend off. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Bobby, thanks for your time this morning. All right, I'll catch See you. See you, Bobby. One. Bobby Dean. <laughs> They're on high tide. <laughs> Kieran, you were asking before, I was just looking up uh, some of the certified biodegradable lures. They take about two years to degrade, disintegrate. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I suppose that's better than... Than nothing? Meal time, eh? Yeah, that's right. 